This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. The Senate returns to work today on its reauthorization bill for the Federal Aviation Administration. There's still hope that Senate leaders will agree to attach extensions of tax incentives for biodiesel and advanced biofuels. According to senators, the leadership has agreed so far to include some renewable power tax breaks that were never renewed after last year. The biofuel provisions, by contrast, are still in effect through the end of this year. But there is concern that the FAA bill may be the only way to ensure that the tax credits get extended into next year. Ben Evans of the National Biodiesel Board said it just doesn't make sense to allow this credit to lapse and be reinstated retroactively over and over again. The measures that expire this year include the $1 a gallon tax credit for biodiesel and the $1 and a penny per gallon tax credit for cellulosic biofuels. Spending bills on tap plus CFTC and Feed the Future. The House is back in this week from its two-week Easter recess. Lawmakers look to make progress on some bills important to food and agriculture policy. The House is scheduled to act tomorrow on a bill that would enshrine into law President Obama's Feed the Future initiative. Feed the Future is being used to boost agriculture production and improve nutrition in 19 target countries around the world. On Wednesday, the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee will bring out its fiscal 17 spending bill for the Agriculture Department, Food and Drug Administration, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. And speaking of the CFTC, the Senate Agriculture Committee will vote Thursday on a reauthorization bill for the agency. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts is offering some concessions to Democrats that he hopes will get their support for the measure. Cruz sweeps Colorado GOP delegates. Ted Cruz continues to make it more difficult for Donald Trump to lock up the Republican presidential nomination. Thanks to a superior ground operation, Cruz swept all of Colorado's 34 GOP delegates, which were selected through a series of district meetings and the state convention on Saturday. Cruz also is working to make sure that delegates currently committed to other candidates will support him if balloting at the national convention goes more than one round. In Iowa over the weekend, the Des Moines Register reports Cruz supporters won 11 of 12 national conventional delegate positions that were awarded to the state's four GOP district conventions. Trump used his Twitter feed yesterday to lash out at the Cruz strategy. Trump said he's getting stuck with delegates who don't support him because they're offered all sorts of goodies by the Cruz campaign. Bad system. In Wyoming, Senator Bernie Sanders swept the Democratic caucuses, beating Hillary Clinton by about 11 percentage points on Saturday. However, the net result was basically a tie, each candidate securing seven of the state's 14 delegates. There are no primaries this week. The New York primary is April 19th. GMA makes an appeal in Washington State case. Lawyers for the Grocery Manufacturers Association are in court in Washington State today arguing that the trade group didn't intentionally violate a campaign finance disclosure law. The trial is now in the penalty phase, and the judge can triple the fine if the state proves GMA deliberately broke the law campaigning against a biotech labeling measure. GMA says it believed it was following the law and that an unintentional violation should only warrant a modest penalty. Bill Sack to Congress, stay the course on nutrition. 
Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is defending a provision of the 2010 Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act that's now being targeted by House Republicans. The measure allows schools with high poverty rates to provide free breakfast and lunch to all students. A discussion draft of a House School Nutrition Authorization Bill would restrict the number of schools that could take advantage of the law. Vilsack says a new study by the Food Research and Action Center and the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities shows that because of the provision, 8.5 million children in 3,000 school districts are now participating in school meal programs without the stigma of applying for the benefit. Vilsack is urging Congress to stay the course in child nutrition, saying it would be unwise to roll back standards, saddle parents and school administrators with more paperwork, or weaken assistance for our most vulnerable children. Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is reaching out to women, women who are just starting out in agriculture or considering a career on a farm or ranch are encouraged to participate at a Wednesday conference call being organized by the USDA's Women in Agriculture Mentoring Network. Women will hear experts on which tools are available to help them and what to expect. A past president of the National Corn Growers Association, Pam Johnson, will be among the experts on the call along with Leela McFarland, new farmer coordinator for the USDA. Here's today's He Said It. There's no way I'm going to answer that question. That U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman, when asked at the Export-Import Bank Conference about who was more knowledgeable about trade issues, members of Congress or representatives of foreign governments. That's Daybreak for this Monday, April 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.